Coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio, it's Franchise Marketing Radio. Brought to you by IDS, an award-winning digital marketing agency that delivers integrated marketing solutions for franchisers, franchisees, and franchise development teams. Learn why over 75 brands depend on IDS's team of dedicated marketers and client service professionals to deliver a strong ROI on their marketing investment. Go to IDSFranchiseMarketing.com for a complimentary digital audit and consultation. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio. I'm your host, Rob Ganley. It's good to be here. And I am eager to get started today. We have a really, really cool concept to talk to you about. Uh, it's a brand called Taco Rian. And the founder uh, and CEO is Mike Leonard. And we have him here today to talk more. Welcome to the show, Mike. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to chat. Yeah, you got it. You got it. It's a pleasure. So tell me a little bit more. I always love to find out how did you wind up where you are today? How did the brand come to be? And what's your vision for the future? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's been a, actually quite a long road uh, for us. I started in 2010, uh, a little over 12 years ago. Uh, started the company when I was 24 year old as a uh, as a food truck uh, on the streets of Washington D.C. The early days of the food truck craze and and the whole you know proliferation of mobile vending uh, you know around the country, and we became really successful with that. And then from there, we sort of grew it into a fast casual concept. And, and the entire, you know, the menu has evolved and grown over the years, but it hasn't particularly changed conceptually. Uh, in fact, even though we're not in a food truck anymore, you know, our systems and uh, our way of doing things is still uh, highly simplistic and easy to execute and something we've always thought about in every stage of our growth. So um, we ended up opening um, bricks and mortar stores uh, in line. Uh, we've also been at food halls and food courts over the years. We've ran as many as five stores at once in 2017, 18, and 19. And then, you know, a couple of them we didn't reopen from the pandemic because uh, they were in the office dense areas uh, and it didn't make sense to continue operating them. So we have uh, two locations right now, um, but we are experienced multi-unit operators. And you know, coming through the pandemic and reevaluating our priorities and our growth goals, we were like, you know, it'd be, it'd be really fun to teach people how to do this. You know, we kind of came at it from this consulting standpoint. Like I was doing a little bit of consulting on the side when things were slow during COVID, and uh, and I was like, well, what am I better at consulting it than anything else in the world? It's like, well, I, helping people open a taquerian. You know, I've done that several times. So, so that was a little bit the genesis, um, and also trying to get involved with other non-traditional licensing, which is obviously kind of adjacent to franchising, things like college campuses and concession stadiums and things of that nature. So, uh, so yeah, uh, but almost two years ago, we really started thinking about this more uh, strongly, and then about a year ago, we engaged with the I Franchise Group, who helped us uh, kind of package our program, uh, and they were a huge help. Uh, as yeah. well. So that's that's kind of the the simple story, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. I mean, you know, a couple of things that to, to really think about too that are interesting is, you know, the way that you you kind of embraced the idea of a franchisor, right? Which is to become that coach, that consultant for the franchisee, for the business owner. And that is a shift, you know, for guys like you that start 
a business, grow a business into such a success, and then decide to kind of share that with the world. And but it is a different kind of hat, but also extremely rewarding. So I could I could see you know where that would where that fits right. It's just you have a vision. You can only do so much right with with your own dollars. Truly, um, and and when you franchise, it's a win win right because you become that consultant, that expert, your you, your team, your resources, your tools. It's all there for the new investor. So t- t- tell me a little bit about, you know, the, the the community. Tell me about how you guys kind of serve the community. Is there something unique about your approach to, to running a food concept? You know, in Washington, D.C., I mean, so we've been we've been a big part of the food community in general, you know, all different types of restaurants. I'm friends with chefs and it's kind of a burgeoning food scene. So we're, we're very much involved in that community. In terms of the, the DC community, I mean, we've uh, been involved in a lot of charitable causes, specifically for at-risk youth and uh, various like in, environmental things like uh, mostly watershed issues like the Potomac River and the Anacostia River cleanup efforts. Uh, we've been involved like that. But really, when I think about community, it's about our um, employee experience. And this is something that we've talked a lot about, how to translate to franchisee. We have uh, what we think is an extraordinary employee experience and extraordinarily high tenure. And um, we have not been challenged by any of the labor issues that people talk about these days. And um, partly it's due to, you know, our our program. But it's really, you know, in my opinion, and, and when we've studied this over the years, we've had different leaders and it's always worked. And it's because our system execution is relatively simple. And in this industry, you know, if you're going to work at various different types of concepts that are similar, and I don't mean similar in terms of the same spices and flavors, but, you know, in terms of, you know, we grill food and we serve it on the line and that type of fast casual, a build your own style, walk down the line, fast casual. Our employee experience is actually a lot more pleasant, just the way we've kind of concepted it, right? The way the prep is and the way the, the cooking is and the cleaning, we don't do deep frying, right? We just have really thought about things uh, from a lot of different angles every time we want to do something. And it's always about, okay, how how are we going to execute this so that people aren't super burnt out? So our community is very much, you know, our longtime employees, and they're also going to help us train franchisees because they know best. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that is a key thing to talk about. It's an interesting angle too, when you think about it. I mean, keeping a team together, right? At the local level, we're talking about operating a restaurant, uh, keeping the team together, it, you know, exactly what is it we're asking them to do every day? What is the process? How do they interact? How do they work together? All of that is important and it translates into customer experience, right? When I go Absolutely. to places and, and being in, in in our business that you and I are in, in a in a world where we pay attention probably more maybe than others when we walk into a franchise. Um, but but it's it is that, right? It's like if the employees have some energy and they 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 really do sometimes you sense they really don't mind saying, Hey, how can I help you? Like they don't mind. They actually well, right. help they're you. not they're not miserable. <laughs> I think it's important yeah. because uh it's like, okay, so what drives that, right? And a lot of people mistakenly think that it's some kind of prolific leadership, right? Uh, you know, we, we see ourselves as, you know, relatively decent, uh, above average, you know, small business leaders, but that's not really why, right? It's the system. Um, and, and anyone can do it. I mean, we do part of our package and in our, a lot of our uh, operating materials is a lot of leadership coaching advice. And we kind of get into um, some cool stuff that we think is, um, I wouldn't call it atypical, but it's a little deeper than maybe others would dive into that type of stuff. But more than anything, it's like, hey, like, 
the job is really clear. There's no confusion. It's like, hey, this is the system and people can achieve it, right? It's designed to be achieved. So I think that's uh, the primary reason that we have good employee experience uh, is because of the system. And I think that can translate to any franchisee, as long as you're a good person, you could pull it off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly. If you follow the if you follow the yellow brick road, you know, so to speak, right? We're going to give you the system and the process, and if you're willing to you know, do that, well, we know you'll be successful. So that that's great. I mean, I think everything you're saying is when we talk about systems and franchising, it is those a bunch of little things that most don't think about that you're thinking about, and that's really the key to a franchise model that works well is that the franchise brand is thinking for you. So tell me a little bit, I, I thought I read somewhere that you guys work with veterans or that you have a special offer to veterans um, that you're related to starting a business. Tell me a little well, bit absolutely. about that. I mean, I, I'm not a veteran, but I, you know, like any American, I think we all love uh, uh, people that, that, that do that, right? And, and love our family members or anybody that we know that, that, that serves the country. So tell me more about that. Well, that's absolutely right. I mean, you know, I think that, uh, you know, we all want to support, you know, the armed forces. They they do a lot. They sacrifice a lot to, um, you know, for, for our country. And so, look, I mean, I think I've always been in support of veterans, generally speaking, which is obviously not a, a high bar. But we are uh, particularly in the neighborhood in uh, the yards in Washington, D.C., which is right by Navy Yards. We have a lot of military personnel that we've been serving there at that location. Now we're in our ninth year. So <clears throat> we have a lot of regular customers and, and we got to know some of them, but also we kind of have identified, uh, frankly, that uh, veterans make outstanding candidates for a franchisor in terms of uh, the skills that they've learned um, and uh, the mentality that most of them have towards uh, performing a job or executing a function. And so uh, we have a, we, we right now, at least in our opinion, I don't compare everybody on the market, but in our opinion, I think we have a very aggressive veterans uh, deal for our franchise fee. Our franchise fee is $40,000 for veterans. It's $20,000 half off. It's a $20,000 discount. Uh, I think that's pretty aggressive. Like I said, I don't research the entire industry. And we're doing that um, uh, in part because we want to show support, but it's also because we really want to attract those people. Uh, we think those people uh, on average will perform very well. And, and those are the type of people we want to be talking to. So yeah. uh, we're really excited about that. We're hoping to talk to more people. We've already been in conversations with several uh, veterans of uh, of the armed forces. Yeah. Yeah. America would be a brand and in the military would be systems and processes. Right. Um, right. And I think I think these guys really are like that. And I, I work in business. Obviously, I'm sure you have, too, with people that are uh, military folks. And, and they do. They have they have strong work ethic. They a lot of them tend to, to be very comfortable with processes and systems and and want to work them. Um, and that's, that is a key. Uh, that is a key. And once again, we said earlier, you know, if you're willing to, to plug in and I, I don't think it's robotic either, you know, there's still, mm -hmm. you know, franchising is great because you can bring your heart to it, your creativity, your, your entrepreneurship. But the idea is there's a system and process and brand to support you so that your chances of success are pretty much, yeah, through the roof compared to just going in. Alone, we, yeah, right? so, we like to call it uh, you're in business for yourself, but not alone. 
Uh, <laughs> right, exactly. And, you know, people people want to control their own destiny, but they don't want to be alone. And I got to tell you, I, I think I've done a reasonably good job, but it, it is challenging, right? So I've owned my own business for uh, in my 13th year, and I'm just talking about my own company operations, you know, very mm-hmm. several stores at a time. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like lonely right now. I've, now I've got, I've had a lot of part, you know, um, uh, high level people over the years that have been fantastic. And now I've got a a little bit of a bigger partnership, but you know, in those early days, it's lonely. It's like, you have to make all the decisions. Uh, you have to, the weight of everything is totally on you. You have to figure everything out for yourself. Um, and I think the franchise model is frankly, you know, at a different stage in my life, uh, I mean, if I had had a different life story, I might be like, oh, wow, this book could be a really good fit for me, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, I mean, it, it, that's the point, right? You put in, what you say, 13 years, I think, right. um, and, and, and even before that, right? <laughs> Whatever helped you. Yeah, into yeah. the into the into the career that you're in, but but yeah, that's the work you've done to lay that foundation, and so that's that's the idea of all this, right? And franchising goes both ways, so you're not the lonely owner either anymore. The franchisor gets some really smart people to work with, and it's a nice collaborative network, and that's what's great. And you know, we found a few years, and you mentioned COVID. You know, you had to deal with it as a business owner, as all folks had to. And, you know, ultimately when you're in a, in a brand network like that, it's, it's the best place to be in any of those unforeseen uh, circumstances when you're around a team and everybody's pulling in the same direction. So that's fantastic. Uh Um, So let me ask you this. I mean, a lot of people that listen to our show, they might be thinking, you know, what, what goes into getting going? How do I get, you know, new visitors uh, into my restaurant? How do I keep them coming? Is there some marketing ideas that you guys have found and that you plan to roll out with the franchisees, like, uh, you know, in terms of launching and or just, you know, getting going uh, locally? What, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, uh, we have um, experienced, look, we've done all the different types of marketing and we've failed and succeeded, right? So that's that's one thing, you know, one thing I think is important is our experience because we've operated these stores for so long that we've been, we've seen everything pretty much. I mean, you're always learning, but we've seen a lot of what there is to see at least. Um, uh, marketing. Yeah. So look, I mean, there's, there's getting going and grand opening and then there's ongoing marketing. And I think uh, both are critical um, when you're opening in a new market, which is something that we did do in Philadelphia. That was an office dense area that we decided not to reopen after the pandemic, but we do have experience opening in a brand new market and uh, you know, it, it's multifaceted, right? It's, it's PR, right? Getting into the news. Um, uh, it's local kind of what we call guerrilla marketing, right? Which is uh, particularly during your opening weeks, but even during your training weeks, uh, sending catering packages to local offices, sending catering packages to the administrators of the local school, right? For free. And it's also part of your training, right? So this is all baked into our process. And, and we've also executed this at our own stores. So it's not just made up, right? Um, and uh, getting food into people's hands. Uh, and then obviously, then there's, then there's the real advertised spending, which, um, you know, it depends on on the market, right? You know, how much or how little of that you want to do. We have, uh, you know, a small requirement to spend 1%. I think some people might exceed that. Uh, depending on what it is. But, um, you know, you've got all your in-kind stuff, gyms and boutique fitness studios, uh, you know, shared office spaces, office buildings, residential buildings, um, doing like small bites and things like that. But then you can do digital marketing, Google AdWords, social media, 
um, to try to get your search results up. There's just a lot of different ways you can do it. And, you know, with the local marketing, which is a little bit more at the franchisee's discretion, um, we're going to push people in certain directions, but ultimately let them kind of figure that out and know their market. We need to trust them to know, you know, their city, their, their market, their sub market. So they understand how to reach people in that area and they might not be an expert. Nobody is, but they're going to have a feel for it, right. That we can collaborate with them on. Um, The other thing I didn't mention is the third party, right. And uh, uh, Uber Eats, uh, DoorDash, uh, easy cater, different types of catering platforms where you can spend money to boost your profile. And that could be really helpful, especially on the front end. Um, So there's a lot of ways to get the word out, but you know, at the end of the day, the other thing that, uh, is inherent and it's part of, you know, our brand fund, but also our history is that even if we're in a new market, we've got slick branding. It looks cool. Like that, that's the main thing really. Uh, you know, you, you, we do all the other things because they are very important uh, and, and you need to get the word out. But if you pick the right real estate, we've got a great looking logo. We've got amazing store aesthetic, uh, good energy in the store where it's going to attract people, you know, kind of naturally. Uh, and I think that that's really the best thing. I mean, you see, oh, look, this is just my opinion as a consumer. You see things that look really cool and you want to walk in. You see things that look like, oh, okay, like you, you don't want to walk in. And um, I think conceptually the food, uh, it is delicious, but even before you try it, it has this appeal to it. The pictures look really attractive. Um, and it's just a nice, it's a nice space. I love I love that answer. It was so so detailed with so many little nuggets. <laughs> so <laughs> anyone anyone running a restaurant, right? I mean that the thing is, it is about a feeling, though. I think if we could sum it up, if if mm-hmm. I go into a restaurant and I feel something good, of course, if it tastes good and it was a good experience and a good vibe, I want to talk about it, right? I want to talk about it. Oh, and and I might leave a good review, and oh, I I might also keep going, right? I might even hang out right. there take my laptop. That's what I do. Like I find cool places to go and eat and hang out. And and if they let me work, I'll hang out more because of the ambiance a lot of times. Right. I'm not saying that's hundred percent your angle, but but the point it's important to know Uh how, how are my customers and patrons feeling what it, and all of it starts with the branding, the colors that, you know, so all that's important. Of course, being, being visible on the electronic media like Google or where have you is important. Mm-hmm. But you also mentioned something I thought that was really important that um, uh, that I think probably is a weapon that you can really equip every franchisee with. And that is that integration marketing idea, right? Where you can mm-hmm. work with those local businesses. You can work with people that have audiences that would really benefit from your food, from your catering, Right. And there's ways right. of doing that to open doors. There's ways of doing that to get, you know, larger order, larger ticket, more regular business. That's fantastic that you teach that. That's a, it's a important part of your training uh, that you get people started with. So I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah. So, you know, listen, we're, we're coming up to the end of our uh, time together here and I, I appreciate your time today. Um, if there was out of everything we just talked about, one thing that you would want to leave maybe with a potential uh, investor, someone who's thinking, you know, I, I want to run a business, you know, I, I'm not sure. Um, is there is there one thing you want to leave or maybe just kind of summarize uh, with the audience before we wrap things up? You know, you just have to have a sense of humility, right? You have to embrace, you have to have enough confidence in yourself to 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 be decisive, but you have to also 
have a deep understanding of what you don't know <laughs> uh, and uh, and either navigate around it or hire for it, right? There are different ways to, to, to do it, um, but you just have to have a sense of humility. You have to uh, be open-minded um, and, uh, you know, it's really hard, but, you know, you get, you get through it. And uh, a lot of times it's by creating community, right? I had a community early on with the food trucks, right? We were all in the same scenario. And then uh, I was part of some food halls and, and things like that, where there was a community of other owners, right? And even in shopping centers, right? You, you meet the owner next door, you meet the general manager, you know, now that I'm not uh, working shifts, shifts very much in the restaurants, my general managers and assistant managers, they have relationships with their neighbors and things like that. Right. Um, and, uh, and those, uh, those networks are always very helpful. So. Yeah. Yeah. Now I thought I, I was smiling when you were, you know, for those who can't see it, when you said, know what you don't know, like identify the thing you don't like, we're aware when we speak to a, a medical professional or a legal professional, lawyer, a doctor, there's a whole bunch of stuff those guys know that we don't know, but we know that we don't, right? I think a lot of times in business, we think we might, we might not see it as clearly, but it's such a good piece of advice to keep your mind open and figure out what am I good at? What am I not good at? And let me get a team around me. Let me let you know others be successful. Let me you know help them be good at what they do, Right. But that's what a franchisor does. They they help not only they they fill the gaps for for that, but then they help you do it as a leader, right? And mm-hmm. when you're hiring and building teams, and and so it's it's important. But man, what a what a great piece of advice! I, I hear that a lot. <laughs> so and experience that a lot. Hey, listen, before we we do go, is there a website uh, if folks are more interested in, in either side? Uh, maybe just if they're in the yeah. area. Yeah. Uh, or if they're interested in a business, uh, yeah, sure. is there a website? Yeah, we're, we're at TakarianFranchise.com for franchising. Uh, and we are at Takarian.com for, you know, and there's also a link to franchising there. Uh, it's, it's spelled T-A-Korean, T-A-K-O-R-E-A-N. So it's uh, Korean tacos, rice bowls, and salads uh, that we sell. Um, and uh, it's really delicious. You know, if we get someone in once, they're going to be a customer for life. That's what... That's, it's it's hard to ignore, you know, um, it's also a good everyday food, right? It's not, it's not the type of thing that is delicious, but it's more of a novelty, right? It's like, it's really the type of thing you could eat on a regular basis. And we have a lot of repeat business, um, people who were in their rotations. So that's kind of a, that's kind of Uh, our success. It's been a pleasure. You were making me think of the, the 30 day McDonald's challenge, that the guy did a long, a huge successful documentary that he did, but exactly right. a lot of food concepts today are such that, you know, they're good to eat regularly, you know, get in there, have a few lunches, have a few dinners, right. Um, every week. So that's good. That's great. You know, it makes it easier for guys like me. I'm not as much of the cook and I don't have as much time. So it's good to know that food is getting healthier in the world. <laughs> so it was great having you. It's been a pleasure, Mike. Thanks again for your time today. I just want to thank the audience once again for tuning in to Franchise Marketing Radio and bye for now.